I have a confession to make. I had the idea to write a book for years before I finally put pen to paper and published the book. So the big question is this, how do people like me who battle doubt and insecurity push past their fears and publish a book? Well, that is the question, and this podcast is going to give you the answers. So join me as I bring you behind-the-scenes interviews and insights so that you can move forward and publish your book with boldness and courage. My name is Coach Tam, and this is Publishing Secrets. So you're here today because you are looking for ways to sell more books. And I have good news. There is a simple way to do just that without having to resort to gimmicks or tactics that feel salesy or sleazy. The key is embracing a foundational principle that is both spiritual and practical. And when you lead with this strategy, you position yourself as an authority in your field. And that means people are more likely to trust you and to buy from you. So if you're looking to boost your book sales, you are in the right place. Get ready to take some notes. So what is the strategy that has people wanting to buy from you? Well, it is a simple strategy called making more deposits than withdrawals. Now, if you're thinking that I am going to be talking about money in today's episode, you would be partly right, but know that I'm not going to be talking about it in the way that you might think. So the message that I'm going to be sharing with you today connects really well with money, but it's used as an example to help drive a message home. So when I say deposits and withdrawals, what exactly am I talking about? Well, maybe before I get to that, let's talk about this in terms that we can all relate to, right? So we all have a bank account. And when it comes to our bank account, we, either, we can either deposit money into that account or we can withdraw it. So for example, if I put $1,000 in, I can withdraw up to $1,000, right? Simple, straightforward. Now, when this gets a little weird is if I were to deposit $1,000 and go to the bank or to the ATM machine and want to withdraw $1,500, that just doesn't work, (laughs) unfortunately. And it's the same thing if I make a zero deposit meaning I make no deposits and I look to take money out. There's just no way that that is going to work, right? Because the math just doesn't work. Now, we know and understand this thinking very clearly when it comes to our money and our bank accounts, but what about our relationships? What if we fully apply that same principle of making a deposit before we make a withdrawal when it comes to our relationships? How different do you think the world would be? Listen, we're all guilty of it. We can get focused on what we want and it can wash over the deposit part of this equation. And it can even be coming from a good place, a place of wanting to spread God's message and serve more people. But the fact remains, if you don't first take care of others, then they can't take care of you. We are even taught this throughout the Bible, right? And how Jesus conducted his ministry. He consistently poured himself into those around them and then they poured into others. But what if he went in demanding for people to see him for who he really was and acknowledging him as 
as the savior, it probably would not have gone so well, right? That's just not the image that we uh, see of Christ in scripture. Now, it was clear that he knew who he was. He knew uh, what his assignment was, but he always showed up in a giving capacity first. So let's talk about our books and our businesses. I want you to, to really ask yourself this question. Are you asking to make a withdrawal before you have made a deposit? In other words, are you asking people to buy something from you by throwing out your link or posting about an upcoming event and thinking that that is going to be enough to get the outcome you want because you put your ask, you put what you wanted out there. But we really have to step back, family, and think about this. Why should that in isolation as the sole strategy work? Why would anyone want to buy from us if they haven't been given a good reason to do so? It's the math, right? Like in our other example, just doesn't work. And the truth is that we wouldn't buy from that type of person either if the roles were reversed, because we would be assessing what has that person done for me? How has that person added value to my life? And if I'm struggling to come up with what that is, then my answer is going to be, I'll pass. So if we want people to buy our books or use our businesses, then we have to provide them with value first. We need to show potential customers that we are worth their time and money. And one of the best ways to do this is providing valuable content that they can use, whether it's a helpful blog post, an informative video, detailed product descriptions that really speak to them. Potential customers need to see that you are an expert in your field and that you're offering something that is worth their hard-earned cash. Then, and only then, will they be interested in doing business with you. So listen, I can talk about this because I have personally experienced it. I was the person that was throwing my, lip, my link out there and posting this and that and wondering why people were not responding to what I was putting out there. I just didn't connect the dots that I needed to give customers a reason to buy from me. And so this principle is a foundational one that we must really, really grasp. And I can tell you from personal experience, once I began to embrace this, things began to turn around. As a matter of fact, it ties perfectly into the principle that we talked about last week of being able to apply strategic messenger multiplication, right? People are willing to refer people to you. They're willing to talk about how amazing you are when you are putting uh, more deposits in their life than you are withdrawals. Listen, you always want to have a credit in your account. When you think about your audience, you want to be able to assess, do I have a credit in my audience's account? And so that means that we have to be proactive. It needs to be something that's on our mind constantly. We have to always be thinking about ways that we can show up and provide value that tips the scales, right? So we want there to be so much value that our audience is like, wow, this person is showing up for me. 
they're helping me with this. They're helping me with that. They're solving this and that problem. So it's really a no brainer, right? That's what we want it to be. We want it to be a no brainer. We have given them so many reasons to want to buy from us that they just can't help but to say yes. Like one of my coaches say, it says, we want it to be a heck yes, right? We, we want people to be like, yeah, absolutely. Not, not uh, second guessing their decision, not, oh, I wonder if this is going to help me. People should already know that your book, your program, your product is going to help them because of how you have already shown up for them. So if you're sitting there thinking, Tam, okay, I hear you but I'm not 100% sure how to do this. Don't worry, I've got you covered. So I've put together a little case study of what my content used to look like back in the day and what it looks like now. Now, I wanna do this because one of my principles that I like to lead with is, is transparency, right? I didn't know back then what I know now. And so I believe that one of the reasons that God allowed me to take that journey is to now be able to pay it forward and to help you. So I'm going to throw myself under the bus. <laughs> You're going to be able to see what my content used to look like, what it looks like now. I break down all the mistakes that I made. And then I share with you what you need to be doing instead to draw people in and convert them into actual raving fans. And the good news is that it's all accessible for free in the Christian Authors Network. Just follow the link in the show notes. And when you watch that training, be sure to drop your questions and uh, your comments below that training so that I can jump in and help you in your journey. This is going to be a fun exercise in marketing and it's an opportunity for me to lead by example and demonstrate what I mean by value first. And one more thing, please don't just watch and comment. Take some time to do an audit of yourself. Have you been expecting others to give more than what you have given to the relationship? And this can go not just for your book and your business, but for your personal life as well. Because often how we do one thing is how we do everything else. So once you really start to embrace this, you're going to see that not only do your book sales increase, but your overall perspective about your business, how people respond to you and the results that you're able to, to achieve, they are just going to blow your mind. So take this segment seriously, take advantage of the free training, get to work, and then join me next week when we get into book sales success secret number five. God bless. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this week's episode of Publishing Secrets, where our mission is to inspire you to write, publish, and profit in a way that honors God. If this episode has been a blessing to you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, then rate and review. And if you want support in your journey, whether you are a current author or an aspiring author, then join us on Facebook in the Christian Authors Network. Wherever you are in your journey, we have the best next step for you. So join us there and get the support that you need to make the impact that you have been called to make. Until next time, God bless.